Welcome to Live in the Feast. I'm Jason Resnick, and for the past decade, I've been helping businesses translate their goals into online success as a freelance web developer. In order for me to accomplish my why as a freelancer, I needed to live in the feast. Now I'm turning the tables around so you as the freelancer can do the same and build a sustainable business to achieve success so that you can ultimately live the kind of life you want. When starting out as a freelancer, even as you build your business and gain experience, oftentimes you start really by working with agencies. Maybe your goal as a freelancer is to build an agency. Well, I'm excited to bring on the show Lee Jackson of Agency Trailblazer. He's a freelancer that's always had an agency mindset. He's always had that mindset of documenting processes, knowing that he's the expert in the conversation, even if he's only one or two steps ahead, and he ultimately has understood the why. Today, he helps agencies reset and fall back in love with their agency by understanding their why. And you'll know that that's a big deal for me as well. The takeaway from this episode is to jump on Twitter right now. You can even do this while listening with your earbuds in and mention me at Rez that you're listening to the show and thinking about your why. Then take a step back after listening to the show Take 15, 20 minutes even to reflect on your why and why you started your business in the first place. So let's dive in and live in the feast. This episode is sponsored by Feast. Feast is the roadmap and community built for freelancers like you looking to take their business to the next level. You didn't become a freelancer and start your own business because you wanted to work more, right? Want better clients? Command higher prices? Build recurring revenue so you can stay out of the famine for good? Feast will help you focus and remain accountable through coaching calls, community, an exclusive mastermind group, and a ton of resources and tactics that work for today's market. Head over to res.com feast to check it out. And while you're there, take a look and grab the free lesson and the KPI spreadsheet, which I use to track my own content marketing. Welcome, everybody. I'm proud to be bringing on the show today someone who I think a lot of you should get to know. Right? I've crossed paths with him recently, like we've been in the same circles um, and it's funny, and we just kind of connected and, and like kindred spirits, so to speak, right? It's Lee Jackson. He's all about building agencies, helping agencies succeed, building from the ground up to like tear down ground up kind of thing. And we'll get into that a little bit more about how he does that and why he's done that. So I'm proud to welcome Lee Jackson. Hey, hey, how are you doing, mate? How's it going? So for those of you out there that don't know who Lee is, Lee, can you just give us your elevator pitch, so to speak? 
my elevator pitch. Well, wow. um, my name is Lee Jackson. I run an agency that works with designers all around the world, and we translate their designs into WordPress themes. So we super niche right down just to WordPress. So that's all we do. We build WordPress themes and plugins for design agencies. So we're a digital department for that. those guys. We do an awful lot more, but you did say elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, right? Uh, you answered the question. <laughs> um, so... To really back it up a little bit, what's your why? Why did you start a business yourself instead of just going to work for an agency or you know some other consultant firm? Okay. Well, I guess I've got two whys then. One's a personal why for my family, and then the other why is my mission. The personal why for the family is to be able to travel and spend lots of time together. Our motto is that together is our favorite place to be. So if I'm tied up at the office all of the time, then we're not together. Therefore, I'm not in my favorite place, um, and we're not building those memories, etc. So that's that's kind of the personal why. Um, the, the mission why is that having been in agency life for so many years myself in the design industry trying to outsource to other people and being super super stressed out with that and finding you know freelancers or um, third-party companies you know getting so far and and you know, over-promising and under-delivering and all of these sorts of problems, I really wanted to try and solve that problem for my clients. So I wanted to take the stress out of the web build process for design agencies. So that's been my mission. It has kind of evolved now to a lot wider because I see a lot of design a- agencies just generally not liking what they've built because of, you know, circumstances, etc. So they're feeling stressed out. They're feeling unhappy with the business that they've got. So it's become a wider passion now to actually help out in kind of that whole wider sphere, help people love their business again. So that's, that's our mission. So I guess that's two answers mm. for the same question. <laughs> I'm allowed. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. That's awesome. So first, first of all, that's, that's great to hear the first point and it's telling of who you are, that that's the first point, right? You know, I love that mm. saying like, you know, together is my favorite place to be. That's kind of how I've started my own business or reason why I started my own business mm. so I could be home. Right, be with my son now, and my wife, and uh, just you know that family time is important. Um, <clears throat> so that's awesome. And then, two, I mean, hearing all about the agency life, I, you know, it's funny. I've been in large agencies, very boutique agencies, and stuff. And and no matter how big or small they are, they always have those same problems. And mm-hmm. we can definitely unpack that because I think a lot of the audience looks to broaden their client base by bringing on another skill set to become like that virtual agency, so to speak, right? A lot of developers pair with designers. A lot of designers pair with marketing folks. Marketing folks pair with writers, like those kind of natural kind of extensions of what they do. What drives you to work with agencies rather than just solo business owners? Uh, Mainly because agencies, you'll have the one solo person who runs that agency and they feel very lonely at that point, even though they're surrounded by their team, um, they actually feel like everything rests on them and there's a lot of stress and pressure. And I really relate to that because when I was running my agency, I had 15 employees and despite the fact I had all these people around me, I felt so freaking lonely and stressed out. Um, So I really wanted to reach out to those people and help those people. So 
you know, I've learned so much in my time and I'm seeing other people almost look helpless and, and not know their way through it. And, and all they need is a good friend, a, a good friendly community or a good friend like me or someone who's experienced what they've experienced. And I'm certainly not saying I've got it all nailed, but I've certainly made some mahoosive mistakes in my life, which really help me to help other people avoid them or to help them, um, you know, find their way through it if they're already deep in whatever it is they're doing, you know. So, um, and obviously for the agencies, the reason, again, why I focused on agencies was because as as for me, when I originally started as a, a freelancer, agencies were a great source of leads because they're already building up all of the relationships um, with all of these different sectors. Therefore, my niche is agencies, no matter what their niche is, which has given me the ability to work on medical websites, law websites, you know, um, realtor <laughs> websites, knitting websites, you know, you name it. We've got to work on some really cool industries, which we have no reason to be in, but because our agency... Uh, client who is you know who is our niche get you know that's their niche and they're they're killing it in that niche and we're getting to be a part of that so um it's definitely one thing for freelancers especially if you're looking at finding a source of of leads etc is to add value to agencies and be their rock star so that they you know they're relying on you and they're going to be feeding you a constant source of great leads for all sorts of different websites and it also brings your cost of acquisition right down if you're trying to find a new business owner locally all the time to build a new website for, then that cost is on you. Whereas if you are receiving um, leads coming in from three or four existing agencies, they're doing all of that hard work. And all you're doing is uh, receiving, sending a quote and doing the work. So uh, th that's a lot less travel. That's a lot less schmoozing that you have to do as long as you look after your agencies well and become their rock star. Yeah. I mean, that's how I... I began. And I think that's how a lot of mm. freelancers begin too. Um, they, they, cause agencies, at least from my experience, they've always gone into overflow work, right? They never have enough people to handle all the projects that are coming in. Their sales teams going out, making those sales. And then <laughs> usually it's the, the doers, the workers that get squashed, right? Those are the people that are like, you know, working late, hard deadlines, that kind of stuff. And being that I worked in an agency or several agencies rather yeah. and various different sizes, I recognized that. And when I first started and struck out on my own, I said, why don't I just reach back and find those other agencies, those busy agencies and see if I could be, like you said, the rock star that comes in. Hey, I can yeah. do this work. I don't like to sell and market and all that other kind of stuff. I'm not a sales guy. Right? Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy that process. I mean, it's a necessary evil, but I, it's something at which, you know, for me, eh, right. Like I'd much rather spend my time yeah. doing right. So to have them, like you said, they're in there, they're established, they're getting the work, they're doing their thing. Now it's just me to be able to deliver on that work. And, and I think that a lot of people find themselves at least right off the bat to do that. You know, that makes it definitely a good way yeah. to get your, get your name out there. So my question here that I've, you know, and maybe this is a little bit selfish for me, but I'm always curious, right? Like, <laughs> so I've moved away from contract work through agencies, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that always bugged me was they looked at me as a worker, right? Another person in their office, so to speak, that, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to work within my PM system. 
I need you know you to follow these systems and these workflows that we've defined in our business and all that. It was always hard for me to kind of shift their mindset just a little bit to say, hey, look, I need you to like send me emails into Help Scout, right? Like, can you just use this email address rather than sending me to my personal email? Like, how can you get an agency to work better with contractors and vice versa? Is there any tricks to that? Well, I certainly struggled with that. So all of these different systems, and it was almost becoming a, a case of tr- t- trading time for money. I'd even agreed several times that I would, in in theory, uh, you know, I'd lowered my rate and I was I would have to time everything. And it just became like I was a glorified employee and it was very, very demotivating. So I fired that client and I actually went out finding new agency clients where I approached them as equals, as a partner. So I was no longer somebody that you would just outsource a little bit of code to when you're ready, but I was actually their WordPress consultant. And I was coming in right from the very beginning where I was going to help them in the quoting process as well. So uh, the special niece for me was finding design agencies that do not do websites as a, you know, they don't have the whole team and which elevated me more because they needed my experience. They needed my knowledge to be able to negotiate with clients, to understand what the client need to create uh, the product specification document to then be able to take that into some sort of project management system and, and to actually then build and deliver and test. So they were constantly looking to me for the next step. So I established myself as, as an equal uh, to the directors of that business, the CEOs, etc. I'm a business, you're a business and, we're going to work on this project as equals, uh, and then uh, and then I would consult, etc. Which also meant that although sometimes we do still use our clients' project management systems if we approve of them, you know, because some of them are awful. Um, but most of the time, people will actually use our processes um, and, and go through ours. And that was the same four years ago when I was freelancing because I've always had the agency mindset. I always write down my processes. I have processes for uh, the software that we use and how we do it. Etc. So I was doing that right from the get-go, thinking like an agency, even though I was a freelancer. Um, and then that's just continued to this day, where we have that same relationship with, I would say, ninety percent of our clients. There are a small ten percent of the clients where we just literally get the files when they're ready, and we do the work, we turn it around and send it back. Um, but that's pretty rare. We're still considered the consultants um, and an equal partner, rather than just considered the back office boy or girl who has to, you know, ch- churn out some code and send it back when they're ready. Mm, yeah, definitely. That that's that's great. There was a lot there, especially in how you're approaching them. You're already approaching them one on their level as an equal. Mm-hmm. I'm a business, you're a business, and you're setting forth the value that you can bring to them, like your strategy, Absolutely. your expertise and stuff like that. And I think that that a lot of people struggle with that, especially in the beginning, they're, they're like, oh, well, who am I, right? Like, I'm not an expert. I just know how to write code or I know how to design a website or something like that. But to have that initial confidence to come out and say, and I'm always saying, hey, just keep doing it. Like if you do mm-hmm. it once and it doesn't work out, don't think that it's not going to work on the next one. You just got to keep Absolutely. doing it. Absolutely. that confidence. Well, you learn anyway from those mistakes, but also remember that um, whenever you put yourself down, that's then going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because you believe that lie. Well, actually, you can do it. Uh, was it Henry Ford? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. Well, uh, think that you can and remember that you actually know, even if it's 
if even if it's one or two things more that you know than the person you're working with, that still makes you the expert. That still already you're still already um, dead ahead. You still already have value to offer because you've already been through the extra part of the journey to learn what you know that you can then therefore add value and help that agency. Therefore, you can approach that agency or that client as an equal, as a business, as an expert in your field. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's funny that you you started out as a freelancer, but you always had that agency mindset. And it's something that I had to learn for myself. Like I was just like, hey, I'm just going to do this myself, and I'll kind of wing it as I go. But mm-hmm. I started to learn that documentation, knowing what your process is and stuff like that, not only benefits you, but it also benefits your clients because mm-hmm. every single client goes through that same thing, and you know that. No matter who you're talking to, they got that same email, they have that same experience, you know, whether it's just interacting with you through Help Scout or something like that. But my thing is, is always thinking about documentation so that I can optimize my business, right? Mm. Because I'm very profit oriented, right? So like if I could shave off a couple of minutes or half hour out of a process, just because I've documented and I've gone through that document over and over again, Hey, that's, that's more profit, right? It's, mm-hmm. I'm doing the same work, but I've shaved the time. So that's profit. And I think that a lot of times agencies don't do this as well, right? Yeah. So I'm curious. I mean, and I know that you have that reset button, so to speak, on agency <laughs> trailblazer, like where you basically going in there and saying, Hey, look, I understand your problems. We're just going to bring it back to square one and kind yeah. of build you back up. Is that sort of documentation and thinking and mindset of an agency a part of that reset? Absolutely. It's understanding what you do and how you do it. But also we go right back to the very first question that you asked me, which was also your why. So it starts off with your why, working out your strengths, uh, working out what problems you solve as a result of those strengths, and then working out who you do it for. That's kind of like the very beginning. And it's the bit that most agencies miss and the bit that most of us freelancers miss as well, um, because we basically start with a few clients quickly, and then we realize we need to make some money. So we then say yes to another project. And before we know it, we are we've developed a business of building sites in a particular industry, which we don't really have any particular passion for, and we're probably doing work we don't even like doing. Uh, maybe we're building apps because someone once asked for us to build an app, so now we're all building apps all the time. And hey, it brings the money in, so I'm doing it, but I absolutely don't like it, and it's a stress, and it's it's not my strength, and and it's it, you know all of those sorts of things. Um, so that's what that whole part's about. The first set which we're doing this month, but we very much then go into that process, understanding how do you do it, how to uh, refine that process, how to project, you know, how to project manage that process as it were as well. Um, Because if you've got that process down, it means you can actually hire other people and get other people involved to do the bits that you're not very good at. But it also becomes an amazing selling tool. So if you as a freelancer can go to your client um, and not only say, we're going to look after you, but hey, here's our documentation on how we're going to look after you. Flipping it, that skyrockets your credibility because they know you're organized. Um, Unfortunately, freelancers, and I struggled with this for years, we get a bad name because um, people, you've heard the term flaky freelancer who disappears, who goes on holiday, who calls in sick. And that's horrible. That's horrible to have that stigma against the freelance community because we're all wonderful, hardworking people. And there's only a very small, minute 
group that do that who spoil it for the rest. Whereas if we can go there, um, you know, with our documentation, with our processes, with our confidence, approaching people as partners rather than just the, you know, the code uh, person at the back of the room, um, then that's going to elevate you as a freelancer. It's going to give you your own personal confidence, but it's also going to hopefully pour lighter fluid on those sales. Yes. Yeah. Rant over. <laughs> was that preach? I'm not really sure. That was kind of rant preach. Yeah. Yeah. Soapbox. <laughs> right. Um, it's it's funny because that you know that I could you know flaky freelancer or the freelancer that goes AWOL, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all experienced clients that come to us with that problem. Like it's already yeah. they're coming to us with baggage, right? Exactly. I've I've tried to deflect that, you know, because I say, hey, look, I you know I I can appreciate your emotions of the experience that you had with that one, but I have no idea who that person is, nor do I do anything remotely like that. I'm always going to communicate with you. I have a metric in my own business and I'm not, you know, I heard from somebody else is if a client reaches out to me, then maybe I did something wrong, right? Like what's the status on this, right? So I make sure that I, I, I'm always staying ahead, right? Because I think a lot of that is trust. Right. As a freelancer, most of the time, this is how we communicate through Skype or something like that. We're not in the office. So Mm. that level of trust and communication needs to be elevated more. So, you know, where you're working six, seven, eight hours a day, whereas the person that's in the queue probably working four. Right. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, right. They're not doing other things. Right. uh, You know, that that's kind of how I look at those kind of things. So. Let's get get back to agency trailblazer because you know it's funny that you know like I have feast and and, and I think having that educational product or that membership community I think those are important nowadays only because you know you don't learn this stuff at university or college or anything like that mm. and and I feel like what we do as far as contractors go you know if you just boil down to contractors. Mm. That's growing and it's always going to continue to grow. I mean, Forbes says that within 50%, uh, within 2020, 50% of the U.S. workforce is going to be contract-based. I mean, that's a huge, yep. huge number. Um, but to be able to learn from other folks and have that community, like as you said in the beginning, just that that voice, that kind of support, like, hey, you're alone, but you're not, right? Like, we're here to help too. Um, yep. What was the genesis of saying, hey, look, I want to help other agencies grow. Like I want them to fall, like you say, fall in love with your agency again, right? Like Mm. what was the genesis of you creating that product, that community? I guess the very, very short answer is that my business can help a few agencies right now. So I can consult with them and I can build websites and take some areas of stress out of their lives. And that's great, but that means I can only serve maybe up to 30 businesses in any one year. Of the start of 2018, I just added 52 new agencies that I know I'm already helping by launching the Agency Trailblazer community. And we're loading all the information and the processes and swipe files and stuff that we've learned all over the years. And we're putting it all in one place and creating community for those people. So it was a w- being able to help many people. That mission right from the very beginning of taking stress out of agency life has certainly grown and grown and become more of a deeper passion. And that's why I thought 
this community is going to be perfect because we can help many people um, by creating content once, but then being a part of that community and supporting everyone. And then the other reason um, why anyone should probably launch some sort of membership or some sort of community support is the fact that... um, we don't all know everything and I'm still in a learning process, but if you want to learn something, go ahead and teach it because you will, (laughs) you will have to learn it (laughs) anyway. (laughs) And then, you know, and by the, through the process of teaching, you're going to learn and unpack things more. I mean, even on this podcast, when you ask me a question, it unlocks things. I say things out loud that have been locked away and I've never really thought them through. And then you're processing them out loud and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounded really good. And it's also true. And I also believe it. But, you know, so again, by teaching, it just unlocks this creativity and this inner knowledge that you don't realize you have. And although you're scared to do it at first, your confidence peak curve just keeps going up and up and up because you start to realize I know a hell of a lot more than I give myself credit for um, because we all have a negative bias, don't we, towards ourselves. We compare ourselves to other people. I'm not Jason Resnick. He's got this great podcast with a great logo on his T-shirt. I could never do that. Do you know what I mean? Let's get away from that kind of negative negativity on ourselves and let's, uh, you know, go out there and launch something, show up and do something. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's funny too, because I mean, there are a lot of these communities and a lot of these educational products. And I hate that term like info product because it's, yeah, it's yep. information, but I think it's, you really have to, and I got this from Chris Marr is, look, you can buy these things. You can buy into mm-hmm. the community because you wanted that one template or that one swipe file or whatever it is. But when you actually study and you consume and take action on what you're learning in this, inside these communities, that's the real benefit. That's when you're going to get like, Hey, look, I'm spending 50 bucks a month, or I spent 400, 500, $2,000 a year on this thing, right? Like sounds so expensive, but if you take one action out of those things and get a client for $5,000 or $10,000 or more, well, that, I don't know why on that one little action. I mean, it's a no brainer, right? Absolutely. I mean, so, and it's funny too, because there's tons of them out there, right? Like if you haven't joined one, you have to find the right one, right? Like Mm. agency trailblazer, really specific towards agencies, right? Like there's beast for me. We have virtual agencies, folks that run virtual agencies in there, but it's, it's tailored more towards the solo business owner because that's who I am. Right. And then it's like, I, like you said, dump my knowledge into it. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely it, it's, it, it was very interesting because I was like, Oh, a lot of the stuff that you're doing in agency trailblazer, I'm kind of doing in here, but I've also learned from other communities that everybody kind of does the same thing. So you have to really, I think joining a community, make sure it's your niche, right? Like what are you looking to get out of that? Right. And what can you add into it to help other folks as well? You're right there as well, because you've got WP Elevation with Troy Dean, and that's very much focused at WordPress consultants. So yes, you have a freelance community, but if you're building Joomla websites, you know, probably WP Elevation isn't for you. You're probably looking for a different community. Um, But I think that's the the community element as well. You, You pay 50 bucks to go and learn something, but the accountability of having community, so being in WP Elevation or being in Feast and knowing there is a community and accountability and you can share your wins and as well as your failures. But uh, when you do something within a course or you get to that next level and win a client, the first place you want to go is to the community forum to go and share it with everyone else. And then 
everyone's like, yes, brilliant. And it's that feeling of I'm not alone. I'm part of this big group of awesome people. Yeah, definitely. And and that's why I think a lot of people get burned out too, is that they're mm. part of a multitude of these communities. They're like, oh, they're all the same. But what have you studied inside of that community, right? Like if you're a part of WP Elevation or you're part of Agency Trailblazer, like, yes, you're probably getting a lot of good business knowledge, but like you said, are you junior de- Joomla developer, right? Like, then what are you doing in WP Elevation, right? Like, or, or <laughs> What's the dark side if you're a Joomla developer? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like if you're trying to, you know, just be solo and scale your business, you know, but you're a Joomla developer, why are you in WP Elevation and Agency Trailblazer, right? Like, just to get those little bits and nuggets, now you're just, you might not be getting the, the, the great value out of it. Go find, you know, I don't know, Joomla Elevation Trailblazer, right? Like, you know, whatever it is, right? So <laughs> I think a lot of people with the membership communities and stuff are getting a little jaded with it because of that. But yeah. at the same time, you got to really find it. Like, don't join everyone that comes out. Make sure that you're going to get some value out of it. Really? So I know we're coming up on time. This has been awesome. I, I just, I, I have to ask one question. And I think that a lot of people ask this too. If you were to start out today, right, building your business, what's the one process that you would define so that you can move forward and automate that? Um, the, the one thing that I would totally have done right at the very beginning is actually understanding my entire web build process um, so that I could have actually then put that out on a Gantt chart. We actually now live by this Gantt chart for every single build process, and they're all pretty much the sta- same. You've got your initial discovery, etc., et and we can break every single step of the entire process of a web build, even if that web build includes you know creating or doing, I know, some random API integration or creating a a plugin that doesn't even exist on the planet. We've managed to create this entire process that means we never forget anything. And I feel like if I'd have if I'd have launched my business and launched by trying to plan out my web build, um, uh, pr- uh, sorry, a process my, and my Gantt chart to go with it, then I would have understood much sooner how to manage multiple projects at the same time. I would have understood how to quote and how much to quote because I would have realized, you know how much is involved. And I'd have also been able to communicate with my clients super, super well, because I'd have been, I already know what's happening next. I know what's coming up in two weeks. I can already be telling them, or I can already be telling them that if you've not given me this by then, it's going to move your project along a whole load more weeks. So I think that's, now that we've nailed our project lifecycle, um, that just everything runs smoothly and we can churn websites out and it's absolutely wonderful. And I didn't do that for about two and a half years. It was all just, you know, reactive, reactive. And we upset so many people. I underquoted so many times uh, and lost control of multiple projects and had to work weekends and late nights, 20 hour days sometimes, you know, till 4 a.m. in the morning, two hours sleep before getting up to fix a final bug before it went live at 9 a.m. You know, the struggle is real. So that web build process from disc, you know, from initial discovery meeting right through to go live, you know, QA uh, testing, content input, go live, I wish I could go back in time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, th- you know, that's that. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. They're like, "Oh, I got to get clients, get a client, get clients," but they don't know the yeah. solution that they're providing these clients. Right? 
Exactly. If you've got the process, that helps you get clients because you can tell them what to expect. You can tell them how you're going to help them and you can tell them when they're going to get it. And there's nothing more attractive than someone coming to you and saying, I've got you. I know how to do this. I will look after you and I'll take you through the process. Because remember, most people have no clue how to build a website or how to get a design piece done or whatever whatever creative service you are providing. They are literally out of their depth. And if somebody comes in with confidence and has an entire process and and that person feels like they're going to be looked after by you, they're definitely going to, you know, that's going to increase your chances by insert random percentage (laughs) here uh, because they're going to feel so much more safer and secure with you. That's great. That's, that's an awesome way to end this too. Um, (laughs) So where can folks reach out to you and uh, say thanks? Alrighty. Well, uh, just head on over to agencytrailblazer.com. You'll find a nice little video of me when we cap and we are un- in the process of moving our podcast over to there. If you want to hear our podcast, that's on Angled Crown. Well, no, I'll give you a different domain. WPInnovator.com. That's easier. WPInnovator.com forward slash podcast. But we are actually moving everything over to Agency Trailblazer over the next few weeks. So um, because of the big rebrand, we used to be WP Innovator because of WordPress, but we've changed our name. <laughs> awesome. So I've got, to, I've got two websites going on at the moment. So it's a bit confusing. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience and definitely a ton of action items to be pulled out. And all of that stuff is going to be in the show notes as well. So thanks again, Lee. Thanks, buddy. 